The first dozen days of my graft are a lot like this one. Long, sore, morphine-slow Atari days. Falling asleep with the controller in my hands, while a square of my left butt cheek under gauze heals its adhesion to my neck. Marnie co-convalesces, although nothing is wrong with her. She lies on her stomach on the basement couch, eating red vines and reading Archie and Veronica's. When she falls asleep, her mouth hangs open and her retainers glisten like treasure. No one makes her go to school. After I lose a game and the screen goes dark, and if Marnie is not yammering about the contents of her teen beat, I can think about Ken Rothberg. People have asked me to, but I can't remember a desperate or an out-of-control Ken at the wheel. Only his braces gleaming in the sun as he reached over to the passenger side door to let me into the car. The beginning of our illicit voyage to White Castle. Noble lady, Ken said as I slid onto the passenger vinyl. Seeker of burgers and sweetmeats. He grinned until every metal square in his mouth was a firework. Fourteen-year-olds are not supposed to drive, a thing that kids like Ken and me knew very well. Before this, we'd never gotten into any real trouble. Later on, the gossip was that Ken melted, charred, then melted, like a marshmallow over a campfire. The way people said it, it was almost like they enjoyed the news. And why not? Ken was a geek, a metal-mouthed, invisible bundle of baby fat. He was embarrassing at parties. He liked to pucker his mouth into a wet air kiss when girls walked by, then revel in his surround-sound orbit of uchs. He called them pretty babies to their faces. When we were alone, he made up adoring nicknames for each of them. Goddess tits oracle eyes. We decided which ones would fall in love with him and which with me. He didn't mind sharing his spoils with me, even though I'm a girl. Because of Ken, I sometimes got dunked in the girls' room, and coming up, my hair a heavy wet flipper, the smell of piss and chlorine in my nose. I could hear the girls' voices, light and sweet, as though they were singing me happy birthday, telling me I was Ken's prettiest baby of all. Everyone, even my parents, just assumed he was my boyfriend. When they told me in the ICU what had happened, I tried not to imagine Ken's lips welding to his teeth in that wet air kiss that expected nothing in return. I hoped maybe Ken had just slipped away into ash, a delicate disappearing act, a different kind of melting, his acne and peach fuzz burning away into the kind of face that would finally amaze people into silence. It was not just the girls who saw him as comedy, but everyone, even the adults, and this just adds to their guilt now.
the knotted muscles in their face that are supposed to look like sadness. Everyone says I am lucky. Burns are treatable when they are small. I only dimly remember a square of melting glass, the size of a business envelope, pressing into my neck as Ken and his mother's pilfered focus began to liquefy. And then large, painful hands under my armpits, and the sounds of splinters, and then nothing for days.